Welcome to the Intesa San Paolo Talks. Hello and welcome to another episode in our Intesa San Paolo Talks podcast series. This time we're paying another visit to the bank's Innovation Centre, whose role is to explore new ways of working and develop fresh ideas for collaboration between businesses and their financiers. In previous episodes, we've talked about its work on trend analysis and looked at what it's doing in its neuroscience lab. Well, today we're going to explore another lab, the one working on artificial intelligence, or AI. And who better to help us do that than the person in charge of the AI lab, Laura Lipuma. Laura, uh, welcome to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, Can you tell us a bit about how the AI lab operates within the Innovation Centre and what you're trying to achieve, I guess? So the AI lab, the Artificial Intelligence Lab, it's a corporate lab, an applied research lab with the aim of developing innovation for business in collaboration with the academic world. For the innovation for Intesa San Paolo Beck Group, but not only, also for its corporate client. The Innovation Center mission is exploring business model of the future to discover new assets and skills that support the long-term competitiveness, not only for the group. So the AI lab try to develop assets and skills. I mean, if I can uh, sum it up uh, in one word, we try to improve know-how. How does that work in practice? You know, what, what, for a start, is it very theoretical or is it all, is it, are you developing things that can be used straight away in the real world? Uh, both of them. Um, so imagine uh, having a new idea for a core activity or your business and uh, the solution to this challenge, this is the name of our initiative, are data-driven based. So you could then use artificial intelligence, but probably you don't have all the skill and knowledge in your team. So you could buy the solution. But um, uh, for the reason that we say before uh, about competitiveness and uh, growing know-how, you think it could be better to develop it internally. So the AI lab can help you. We find the right skills, we apply the rigorous and scientific method that supports you uh, in defining the problem and the solution using the the universal languages of mathematics. So collaboratively, we accompany you toward the state of the art of AI technology knowledge using a real use case. So um, we, in both equal, we, we have a theoretical part and a practical part. And the, the lab is a joint effort with the Institute for Scientific Interchange, or the ISI Foundation. That, that's based in Turin. How, how does that relationship between, between you and the ISI Foundation work? So uh, the lab want the lab want to emphasize the multidisciplinary teams because uh, only uh, these can bring together AI business and AI skills. So the ISI Foundation is a strong competence and a very important and quality network of talents on the application of AI to a complex system. Therefore. It allows Intesa San Paolo to collaborate with the national and international researchers that we would hardly have to meet. So it's very important for us. The Intesa San Paolo Talks. 
Laura, for now, thank you very much. We'll hear a, a lot more from Laura uh, in a few minutes. But for now, let's talk to the other side of that partnership then and have a word with Paolo Bayardi, who is head of operations at the ISI Foundation. Paolo, um, uh, you talk about the lab as, as a lab for, for finance and business. How important is it for you to have this relationship that you have with Intesa San Paolo? Well, you know, in the last five to 10 years, we are witnessing a talent brain drain from academia towards private companies in the AI field. So this is happening for several reasons. First of all, the fuel of AI revolution is data and large companies usually have a wealth of data that can allow to develop innovative algorithmic solutions. Moreover, R&D teams in private companies have the opportunity to be challenged by problems having an immediate impact in the real world. And last but not least, the private sector usually pays higher salaries. Therefore, for ASI Foundation, being a research institution collaborating back-to-back with Intesa San Paolo is a great opportunity to attract talented researchers from all over the world, preserving both the academic freedom and delivering high-impact research for real-world applications. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? That 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 drain. You know, uh, uh, Laura was talking about it, a lot of it being about mathematics, which obviously it is. You know, uh, you know, it's ma- being a, a mathematician is is a, is a is a route to riches in in the banking world. It, do you think that this is that that this 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 sort of a relationship between AI and AI development and and finance, in particular, as an industry, is is particularly strong? Is is that where AI is going to going to be most valuable in the future? Well, as I was mentioning, many AI applications are developed in large digital companies, but the wealth of digital data that are naturally gathered by large financial institutions clearly represents an amazing opportunity for AI. So first, any strategic consultancy company agreed that banking and the whole financial sector has to embrace AI to remain relevant in a world where digital platforms are aggressively challenging every sector. So no surprise then that financial institutions from Bloomberg to JP Morgan, to name a few, have invested heavily in AI, hiring top-notch scientists. Secondly, this trend resonates also in the fundamental research world. So most of the top conferences in AI has dedicated tracks to present novel algorithmic approaches for financial applications. It's a really interesting area because it's a very complex area. Are you sure that, that what you're doing, the sort of things that you're creating, the products that you're creating, are fully uh, understood by the people you're creating them for? Oh, that, that, that's a, a, a very interesting question. Yeah, I, I think so. I would say that uh, uh, sometimes you might have that researchers uh, and uh, industry sector can be uh, far from each other to, to understand each other. Uh, I would say that uh, in this collaboration with Intesa San Paolo, things are working uh, very good because we we design it to have uh, people working back to back. We use a lot of time to, to work uh, with the domain experts. So uh, we try to align different languages and perspectives. And this ensures that the research is never too far from the final application. The Intesa San Paolo Talks. We can sort of test now how good that relationship uh, with Intesa San Paolo is uh, by taking a look at one of the sort of practical examples of Paolo's work. It's a project that has advanced far enough for the bank to apply for patents to protect their work. It deals with assessing and mitigating risk in financial portfolios. That is a particular of particular interest to Andrea Prampolini, who is head of financial market analytics and digital solutions at the EMI CIB division 
of Intesa San Paolo. Uh, Andrea, hello. Um, I'm not sure how easy to answer this question is going to be, but how does, how does the AI help? So in practice, until a few years ago, we used uh, a particular algorithm based on uh, multivariate linear regression, which uh, most people will remember from university, and I'm sure you do, um, to analyze the, the risk factors of a portfolio uh, exposed to market risk. So essentially, the objective is to identify liquid drivers to build uh, um, hedging strategies for tail risk. And the result of our AI research allowed us to um, put in production a new approach based on artificial intelligence techniques. I cannot give you uh, more, detail, more details now, but I, I, I wouldn't possibly without, without a blackboard and chalk. Really. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this allowed us to improve on the regression error uh, consider a larger set of risk factors, like 10 times uh, uh, the number we, we used before. But especially what makes these uh, uh, solutions extraordinary is the speed. Uh, so this software can uh, do in a few seconds uh, something that uh, uh, we could have, uh, could have taken us uh, weeks uh, to do on the, with the same hardware, essentially. Uh, and this, is, this change in, uh, in temporal scale is the type of, uh, uh, let's say, effect that we are looking in this type of projects. Does it help you sleep better at night? Uh, well, definitely, yes. Uh, it's really changed uh, how, we, uh, how we manage the risk of certain portfolio or this type of risk at least. Uh, we, we used to uh, select manually a certain limited number of factors to be able to, to, do, uh, to achieve uh, market timing uh, in, uh, in the analysis, but now we can run it completely automatically. And this is already in production and it is allowing us to scale the solution also to help some clients manage their tail risk. See, that's interesting, Andrea, because you know, you're, you're an example of somebody who's, who's actually seeing the value of what some, can sometimes be quite a theoretical concept. How, how, having seen it, how far do you think this can go? Maybe not just this particular example, but, but, but you know, how, how, how helpful can AI be? Where, where, does, where does it, in your world, where does it end up, do you think? Well, I think, uh, um, you know, like most uh, um, technological transformation processes, uh, the reality of this type of uh, algorithm is that uh, it allows us to be more productive. So it's really a kind of capital deepening effect. So every human resource can make productive a larger uh, portion of capital. So um, I think it's a really empowering effect uh, on, the, on the business person. Let's bring Laura and Paolo back in uh, uh, to this conversation. La- uh, Laura, uh, you know, we're talking about some examples here. There's so many potential examples or, or, or areas this could help. I, I wonder how you, ch- how you choose wh- where you're going to sort of focus your attention. We have to a good balance, uh, a right compromise between innovation and research in the sense that the ideal is to have something for the business that can be used once the challenge is over, but we also want to bring innovation and perhaps open uh, new streams on uh, the research uh, analysis. And 
also very important. Uh, we, the, we have uh, the privacy and legal team that support us in definition of the feasibility for the regulatory point of view. Mm. You work in a very highly regulated world, right? The, the world of finance is very, very highly regulated. Um, does, does this help or is, does that, I, I don't know, the relationship between AI and understanding what's going on to a certain extent, perhaps, uh, and regulation, do, do they sit comfortably together? It's stimulating <laughs> because a uh, high regulated industries has both positive and negative aspects, as you know. Uh, you can take advantage of a series of rules that already preserve some general principle. I mean, uh, privacy, data governance, compliance, uh, and that are already always used in the bank in a normal or traditional process. So it's our state of mind that we can apply also on AI. But on the other end, you have to choose the optimal AI method with respect to regulatory constraint and its performance or efficiency that uh, often do not go hand by hand. So sometimes we have to choose less efficient model, but with a certain degree of explainability and interpretability. Is there any limit, do you think, to what AI can help with? And, and how quickly do you think we could get there? Well, uh, okay, the, the, the limit is the sky, actually. But of course, uh, the uh, the point, the important point, I think here is uh, is not really about uh, AI achieving something uh, alone, but it's really more about having a very good integration of AI with people, with domain experts. That, as Andrea was saying, is really uh, an algorithmic solution that can enhance the job, the work that people are mastering and doing since years. So it's not really about having a, um, a really um, algorithmic solution that work per se, but that work together with people that are experts in their job in, in so many different areas. That's a very, uh, I mean, it's the question. Really. It is People, they're all scared. They say, is a robot coming? To take my, you know, to take my place, uh, really. But I, I, I think the the answer is is really no. I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, only in the contrary. It's something that allows you to, to be more productive and more and empowers you. Yeah. Uh, yes, we want to support humans. So if we can drive the insert of AI on the real process, we want to support support the world and uh, we want to insert uh, human intelligence inside uh, an uh, automation uh, digitalization but insert human intelligence we need the human thank you all so much uh, for that that's been absolutely fascinating a real insight into uh, into the future perhaps of banking risk management and things like that thank you to all three of you laura lipuma paolo bayardi and uh, andrea prampolini so that's it for this episode of Intesa San Paolo Talks. Uh, if you've enjoyed it and want to hear more, then please subscribe to us using your usual podcast provider. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening to us and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Intesa San Paolo Talks presented by Guy Ruddle.